Hey everybody, this is Jeremy. Before we get started on today's episode, we wanted to make you aware of a very special giveaway that we are holding right now. We are holding this giveaway until February 21st. What is the giveaway? It is the People Movers, Lovers, Fan, Ultimate Giveaway Package. That is not going to be the final title. We will clean that up, but you can tell from my excitement that it is a very cool package. What will people win? Well, there is one winner that will receive three things, and those three things are a 3D printed model of the People Mover ride vehicle. How cool is that? It's a three-inch model that sits on a little black stand. It would look great anywhere, on your desk, anywhere. Don't put it on your dashboard, though, because... It might fall off. Uh, But how about this? A print of a 1976 People Mover attraction poster. It is very cool. And it says something to the effect of preview Space Mountain on the People Mover. Like it's really cool. Very 1970s. Very cool. And then there's a park style button that uh, you, it's like a celebration button that you would receive at the parks, except it has a picture of the People Mover on it. And it says, meet me at the People Mover. Very cool. And it has a magnetic back on it. So you don't have to stick a hole in in your clothes. I think that's cool. So how would one go about entering for their chance to win this package? Well, you would go to our Instagram account that is our uh, at Ride Through Pavilion and we have a link in our bio or you could go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Ride Through Pavilion and there is going to be a little giveaway tab on the left. So you go to either of those things, Instagram at Ride Through Pavilion or Facebook dot com slash ride through pavilion and you will find that giveaway tab click on that enter for your chance to win there's lots of ways to win it's very cool we can't wait to give this away i'm talking louder and i feel like maybe i'm getting a little higher why because i'm excited about the ultimate people movers lover prize package giveaway that's why all right hey we will see you on the other side of this theme song Attraction podcast that goes from room to room. Take a hybrid detailed ride through to make your dreams come true. Join my family, we're really into Disney. Ride through, ride through, Welcome, welcome to everyone of all stripes, everyone of all abilities. Everyone who decided to press play on their podcast device, is that what we call them? (laughs) Anyway, welcome to everyone. This is the Ride Through Pavilion podcast, and this is the podcast that takes you on hyper-detailed ride-through discussions of your favorite Walt Disney World attractions, uh, so you can experience the magic of those attractions no matter where you are. And I am one of your hosts. My name is Jeremy. I'm Amy. And I'm Fiona. And as always, in his room, when you'll hear him in the background every once in a while, is our son Liam. He's a special needs adult who loves going to Disney World with us, and we love taking him. And he has a special perspective on that Walt Disney World experience, and we will be sharing that with you guys uh, throughout the course of the podcast uh, whenever we can. So, this is the companion episode to our uh, Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover episode. We did a detailed ride-through of that attraction last week, which was really fun. It was great to uh, to relieve that. I, I, I forgot how much I love that attraction. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like because it is something that you tend to do when you're tired, mm-hmm. because you know that it is, it's 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 uh, going to be kind of a respite for your feet and for your legs and just that downtime. Um, I somehow made that the best in my mind. That attraction was the best of the um, like nap attractions. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the nap attractions being like, no, you know, American Adventure. And no, 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 no. But after I just, I, somehow I had it attached to that. Okay. You know, it's like, yeah. well, look, it's dark. It's like the Hall of Presidents. If I fall asleep, it's okay. I'm not missing a whole lot. I'll see it next time. Uh, but it's just not true. The more we went through it, I'm like, this really is. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to my dad this morning and I was telling him, you know, we just recorded the People Mover podcast and he's like yeah how long did you talk about that and i like, believe it or not we've talked about it for Close about an, an hour because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot there uh so uh these companion episodes basically are a way to cover the history kind of give everybody a little bit more uh, in-depth detail on how these attractions came to be, um, as well as the different iterations Mm -hmm. of these, uh, whether it's the multiple updates that is made to that attraction over time or or if it exists in uh, other parks as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, the uh, People Mover is no exception. Hey, so without any further ado, oh, you know what? No, 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 no. We have an announcement. There is some further ado. There is just a little more ado to be furthered. (laughs) And that is next week. uh, Next week's episode will actually be what we're calling an in real life, an IRL episode, because we will be, me and Amy and Fiona and Liam will be at uh, Walt Disney World all next week. So when we first get there, we're going to kind of soak it up a little bit and then we're going to record a quick episode for everyone. Um, And we're actually looking forward to this episode because number one, we can report on a few of the things that we're seeing. There's a lot of progress happening around um, and we haven't been in a couple of months, so we're looking forward to getting out there and seeing the progress on all of these different uh, construction projects mm-hmm. and attractions that that they're working on. But also, uh, we thought it would be a great opportunity for us to start, you know, maybe telling a little bit of our story. We we all have this Walt Disney World story. Somehow, um, it it got its hooks in us as a family with a with a child with special needs. Uh, you know, we needed a vacation destination that could accommodate Liam, but also that would make Fiona happy. That would also make us happy. And so that's kind of how it started with us but uh, we'd like to give you details on that uh, because you know really going forward we'd like to kind of hear your stories too uh, so anyway looking forward to that so so um, yeah make sure you download next week's episode it's going to be as close to real time as we will ever get <laughs> so without now i believe all ado all ado is past has has been furthered so we are now going to jump right in to the history of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. Um, and this is this is one of those attractions that, uh, while it was an opening day attraction at Disney World, uh, this, this did exist already in Disneyland. However, it was quite different. Um, and like a lot of attractions, uh, you have to go back to 1964, at the uh, at the World's Fair in 1964, where Disney had a very large footprint in that World's Fair. Uh, in fact, uh, it was a watershed year for Wet Enterprises and the Imagineering arm of Disney uh, because 
basically here are the attractions that they that they did in 1964 you had great moments with mr lincoln that was um that was cutting edge breakthrough audio animatronics you had it's a small world uh, the kind of slow-moving boat ride indoors with tons of synced-up audio and synced-up audio animatronics—that was a huge thing. That would be the uh, that would lead the way for pirates and, and other things like that. Mm-hmm. Carousel of Progress, again, another intricate um, Animatronic. a- animatronics, audio animatronics. But then you get Ford's Magic Skyway. This was an attraction that Disney worked on with with uh, sponsorship from the Ford Motor Company, and Ford basically uh, wanted an attraction where people could sit in these brand new off the assembly line vehicles and experience some of this magic that Disney was now known for dreaming up through Disneyland parks, um, the Disneyland Park. And so, uh, what what they did was. Their only their request was just make sure that the ride vehicle is a Ford, and so you work out the rest. Hmm. So they came up with so the magic. All the gondolas were Ford gondolas. Well, the 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 ride cars. Yeah, the cards. Yeah, yep. And hmm. so so basically, they they had to figure out. Okay, so how do we move these real? cars around you know they had built um other ride vehicles before but they were like basically little goat car go car goat carts they're little goat carts they were (laughs) if anybody was at disneyland in the 1950s remember everything was goat drawn uh (laughs) ride cars ride vehicles but uh now they needed to figure out how to move tons of these cars around so they figured out they came up with the system basically it was kind of inspired by how how uh, uh, stuff got moved around in the Ford um, factories. And that is uh, basically kind of this chain-driven um, system in that turned these wheels, these rubber wheels. And so there's a, just imagine a whole track of these rubber wheels sticking up out of the ground. And basically they've mounted these metal plates underneath <laughs> these Ford cars, these Ford convertibles. And as the, as the rubber wheel came in contact, and these cars were all in neutral, I'm assuming, right. And as it came in contact, it would just propel the cars along. And so that allowed people to go through this attraction. And the attraction itself is kind of important because it it was the inspiration for everything from Spaceship Earth to Universe of Energy uh, to to I, just just a lot of stuff because it was basically people were in these Fords, in these convertible Fords, and they were taken back in time to look at the, the dawn of man and how community and... Um, and transportation were developed. So then the, there's another kind of Epcot kind of concept there for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so anyway, it was, uh, they were taken and they would see even the invention of the wheel. And there was the dinosaur mm-hmm. diorama that you actually see in the Disneyland railroad. Okay. Um, that's still there. Uh, and, and then uh, eventually they were just taken through to this future city and then hover cars and yeah it was kind of like uh, there were i from what i can tell there weren't any uh animatronics there like they had cavemen and dinosaurs at uh you know earlier but i think i think it was pretty much just like a painted concept kind of surrounding everybody of of the city of the future uh and then the ride was over uh (laughs) but it was very popular um and so 
then in 1967, uh, it, it opened, the people mover opened, that concept, this skyway with cars going along, um, opened in Tomorrowland. Now, the concept here was that in the future, this would actually be a legitimate way of getting people from point A to point B. Um, you know, reduce traffic. Mean, I guess is kind of like a light rail and things like it's, that. It's that, self-driving cars in, mm-hmm. in, in some respects. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a more sophisticated right. version of it, but. Well, in fact, uh, they had, they said, hey, we're, we're, we're going to open this in Disneyland, Tomorrowland. And uh, Ford, we'd like to know if you would want to sponsor it again. And they said, well, no, because basically their thing was, you're positioning it as an alternative to buying your own car and going somewhere. So no, thank you. And whatever Ford. So they, they approached Goodyear and Goodyear said, sure. So now those rubber wheels become Goodyear tires. All those rubber wheels along the track are Goodyear tires. And the same concept is just propelling the, um, the cars cars along along. and so much like um on our uh, i say our but the the magic kingdom people mover there was a big rotating disc where where cars would slow down and people would get in and then they'd be propelled along the track um you know again like this is the birth of an of an omni mover really Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. now you're talking haunted mansion and Mm -hmm. you know and all sorts of rides so uh very you know the very important history with with this very unassuming ride um just the technology alone yeah absolutely yeah absolutely and so you know they would go along in disneyland and they would get the the narration as well and was it was a lot of it if i'm remembering correctly a lot of it went out over the the um autopia and all that um but then we get so we this takes us to 1975. So 1971 Disney World opens and Tomorrowland needs some help. Tomorrowland actually uh when you right now if off the hub if you were to start walking up to Disney or to I'm sorry to Tomorrowland <laughs> you would see you know the two buildings one on the right that houses uh Mom, the, the laugh floor and Buzz Lightyear the other one has the Stitch meet and greet currently and Star Traders uh, these were the only two buildings. In fact, mm-hmm. when you look at opening day videos, you know they're doing the whole song and dance. Literally, there was a whole no song. Space and Mountain. No, there's no Space Mountain mm-hmm. on opening day. They knew that they were going to have a spaceport, uh, some kind of uh, simulated trip to you know outer space, uh, but that was yet to be totally developed. In fact, that was Walt's idea to have that. Wow. Uh, Space Mountain is is the brainchild, uh, at least in origin, of, of Walt Disney. But when you look at these opening day videos, it's crazy because you see these very stark buildings. So it's very, it's, it's Tomorrowland. It's supposed to be uh, minimalist. Yeah. And it is. Sterile. However, when there's only two buildings that are walled off at the end, <laughs> it just looks unfinished yeah yeah it looks more like sound stages yeah it's it's it's, it's the construction wall that we see Mm -hmm. anywhere else it's just down there at the end um but in fact they went ahead and they built the tomorrow they knew they were going to have a people mover there so you see the people mover tracks on the front of it and along the sides the way you do now if you were to walk down that breezeway Mm -hmm. however where the building ends so do the tracks and it's just capped off wow yeah, and it's really cool. You can see pictures out there on the internet. We'll we'll post some, uh, looking back at those buildings uh, and just seeing, literally one third of Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, so Tomorrowland really did need help. Um, and they knew that they were going to put in the spaceport attraction and they knew that they wanted to put in the Astro Orbiter. They knew they, the, the, the jet, the rocket, oh, now I'm forgetting what they called them back then, but they knew they wanted to put in the sky rockets. Yeah, could be. Uh, but but they knew they wanted to do that, but they just needed some time to do that because the spaceport was really going to be a, a big part of that. Uh, but it was always intended that the people mover would be there and would actually be going through that skyport um, show building, no matter where it would be. Uh, in fact, they want they always said it was going to load inside as part of that attraction. Mm. It was going to share that same building. Uh, so the original plan. Good thing they changed that because that would be a night. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what's interesting is when you look at concept art for it and you look at some of those original plans, they actually had it's a much smaller building for the spaceport, which would become Space Mountain, a mm -hmm. uh, much smaller show building that is actually right behind what is currently uh, Rocket Tower Plaza. So okay. Rocket Tower Plaza is round and it has that, you know, it has that circular loading mm -hmm. area for people mover. But that uh, right on the very back of that is the, the show building for mm. this spaceport attraction. So, so you don't get the depth of, of uh, Tomorrowland that you have now. You just right. look and you see, this you the know, big round building, the big round building, and then you know just something behind it. Right. Uh, this was even before Carousel of Progress came along, but as it expanded, as they finally settled on Space Mountain, it was going to be huge. It was actually going to be on the other side of the railroad berm. Uh, mm. It was you know technically outside of the park. Mm -hmm. um, then it, it, Tomorrowland started expanding and Carousel of Progress comes in and now they realize, okay, we can still have this central building where we can have the rockets but and we can maintain this loading area right here mm -hmm. in that center for this people mover. So they moved around and they changed the plans for the, the tracks and it's based and it is exactly what we have now today. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, it was in 1975 when that opened, and uh, the narrator was Jack Wagner. He is the voice of Disneyland. Uh, there's many voices of Disneyland now, I suppose, but back then, um, this guy was the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls guy. Um, um, on on like the TV programs of, of the park. Oh, just of, of Disneyland. The park. Okay, yeah. Yep, yep. And so when you when you board, it was very much, you go up the escalator, you go on, those ride cars are almost exactly the same, except when you get on, and I pulled this uh, audio from from a home video from 1981, so it's, it's going to be a little... Squatchy. A little, yeah. But you'll get a good idea of what you might have heard from uh, Jack Wagner uh, if, in So it's, it is interesting. We get the we get the Wedway People Mover. That's mm -hmm. what it's called at first. And so as you go through, uh, you would see uh, where where Stitch's uh, meet and greet is now. You would have uh, passed by Mission to Mars. Uh, that would have been that attraction in the round. Mm -hmm. uh, and then um, you would have gone around the corner in through the building, the tunnel through the building. You still would have seen Progress City. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you which was his, his Which diorama. was the model, yeah, was the model that would eventually become uh, Epcot, or at mm-hmm. least the concept for, for a true city uh, of the future. Uh, and then you still had the window into Star Traders, uh, and then when you go through, you're still going over uh, Grand Prix Raceway, and then through Space Mountain, exactly the way you do now, uh, when you come out of Space Mountain, you would have turned around and passed by the the, the uh, gondola, the Skyway Station mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. which is now boarded up over those bathrooms. But that's that's where all that purple stuff is mm-hmm. over the bathrooms. Um, and then you would have come around the Carousel of Progress, just like today, uh, except when you go through, uh, you would have experienced um, if you had wings, and then uh, America, actually, yeah, you would have seen that in that tunnel. From what I could tell from that video, you would have seen that in the tunnel. So you know how you can look in and see if you, it's it, it been replaced by something else, but later on you see Buzz Lightyear now. Mm-hmm. It, it, you, you see that. You, you see that you if see. you had wings okay mm-hmm. instead because obviously buzz lightyear wasn't there and right. then uh when you go back through you come back around what is now the purple wall and then you're coming back now into tomorrowland uh, but i just want to interject yeah. the whole if you had wings thing makes me very glad that i was born in the time that i was why because <laughs> i don't Buzz Lightyear just sounds so much more interesting than <laughs> I know, if you No, but you've got to think. Number one, you got to think this is corporate sponsorship. And Tomorrowland exactly. really was. <laughs> Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland was, you know, it was a product of the the 1950s Tomorrowland, which, which was almost like a, a world's fair and uh, like a technological expo of the wonders of businesses and the wonders of corporate America and mm-hmm. the way that they can make life better. So this is a holdover from that for sure. And, okay. you know, all these attractions had sponsorships. Uh, some of them made more sense than others, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Kodak with the, you know, with the, you know, Journey if, through the yeah, if it had to do with, uh, you know, photos or, or pictures, or well, and that was like, uh, that was, uh, was it man, um, man Santos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Monsanto's man Santos. Oof. Oof. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, so as you came around, then you would see uh, that circle in the round, which is now where Monsters, Inc., La Flores, mm-hmm. um, you would have passed by America the Beautiful or Magic, uh, Beautiful Magic Carpet, or just Magic Carpet around the world. That's what it is. And <laughs> then, uh, yeah, then you would have just, you would have come back. So that would have been for 10 years. That's how you would have experienced that with, with a few different changes, I'm sure. But then uh, in 1985, uh, you get uh, you get a new narrator, and this narrator is replacing Jack Wagner, and the narration is changed to a robot called Oric One, your commuter computer. And again, <laughs> boy, I wonder who the person was who did that. Uh, I don't know, hmm. Amy. It was a comp- it was it was a robot. What do you mean, oh, yeah. what a person? Number five is alive. Johnny Five. Here we go. Okay, speaking of nineteen, uh, speaking of Johnny Five, let's listen to this uh, little snippet from nineteen eighty-five. The same little stretch that we just listened to, except now this is with Orc One welcoming people. Sir, I am to be your guide on this people over tour of Tomorrowland. You might say I'm sort of a commuter computer. 
noticed this one great people with the car doesn't have an engine. Well, you see, these vehicles travel quietly and with little air pollution. The system of linear induction motors. So <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. It either. was uh yeah, it was more cartoony, super hyper. I don't I'm glad it's a little aggressive. Sugary cereal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, again, it yeah. I mean, I get it. I I don't know. I I suffer from false nostalgia, so I can put myself in eighty five and think, okay, this would have been cool. Of course. They it's it's a robot, it's a computer. Because we've moved from you know the the future we control the future with our products you know we started to move and think about by the 1980s this is just this is just me riffing here but by the 80s you know we were carrying music around with us through walkmans we had control of the the more control of the content we watched it when we watched it uh there was a, a ton of breakthroughs that we had technologically medically all that stuff that you know it mm-hmm. we we wanted to start thinking about the future as science fiction right? right we were into star wars we were you know into into all of the i mean it was, science fiction was huge and so i can understand you go to disney and you're not there necessarily for your dose of reality you're not there to showcase the future right. anymore um and and this would be reflected in in the changes we're about to see in 1994 oh i just wanted to, i i don't hate the robot concept it's the voice mm. It's a yeah. little aggressive. It yeah. just, yeah. yeah. Well, you're going to love this then. <laughs> uh, in, in 1994, we see a massive change to Tomorrowland. We get basically what we're calling now New Tomorrowland, which uh, Disney was having a very hard time keeping, you know, keeping Tomorrowland relevant. Uh, the The further we go along in time, the more advances we make in technology, the quicker things become obsolete and not a big deal. Right. When you look at Disneyland, for instance, it was the flight to the moon. Then we made it to the moon and suddenly that ride was not as cool as it used to be because we made it to the moon. And so Mm -hmm. then they changed it to Mission to Mars. Um, So the same kind of thing is happening here, right? You just, it's hard to just constantly keep up. And so... And and again, like if 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 I ha- if we had wings or if I had wing if you had wings, you know that was about flying and and, and flying had not yet been really by the seventy by seventy one maybe but certainly not the way that the fare wars and the and the economy uh, airline. Um, came into play in the right. 80s you were st- it was still like a luxurious thing it still was a very future way of traveling most people were had to get in their car and go somewhere right 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 so so that was very fe- but then but then you know by the 80s it's not a big deal to get on a plane and go somewhere i just think it's funny that you went from if you had wings into the magic carpet around the world like <laughs> right yeah make yeah. a decision but that how was- are we gonna get there <laughs> <laughs> let's not there confuse is tomorrow <laughs> well so in 1994 we see a completely fictionalized future in which it's this future that never was and they borrow from jules verne it becomes steampunk it became it becomes more organic it becomes basically this future that never was 
And in doing so, then, they're able to turn Tomorrowland not into the promise of the future, but they're able to turn it into this um, this fictionalized spaceport, this place in which, um, uh, you know, all of these different things are happening around and different. So everything that you're experiencing in Tomorrowland is now written into the bigger story of Tomorrowland. And so um, uh, the... It becomes the uh, so the people mover now becomes the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, and it, it takes on a tone that is much more um, municipal. And you know, you'll hear in this this thing coming up, this snippet coming up, where it sounds more like next stop is blah blah blah. You know, and so it, it feels like it feels like you're traveling around in, on a train in, on a train or a metro or that something. is part of Tomorrowland, the city, the okay. spaceport, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, uh, let's listen this to that. This is from 1997, which oh, would have seven. reflected what you would have seen in 94, 95. <laughs> So as you see, as you're coming up along that first turn, along that first building, you know, it's next stop. Uh, so it's really is creating more of a, a narrative around uh, being in this bustling space sport, the cross space port, the crossroads uh, of, of this intergalactic city. Uh, the narration is now uh, Pete Renaday. Um, and on this ride now, a lot of things have changed. By 97, uh, when you're passing, you're no longer passing Mission to Mars. You're passing um, extraterrestrial alien encounter, which would eventually become S- Stitch's Great Escape. Uh, you still come through that, back around through that tunnel. You still see Progress City. Uh, but now to your right, you see this uh, added extra scene of this boarding area for the red line. Um, I forget what line that you're on. The people mover is one of the lines, but then you see this this kind of transfer station for the red line, and you see an alien getting into some kind of rocket. It looks like that's the line that would take you to another planet. Uh, and then you still see Star Traders. Um, then now you're passing over Tomorrowland Indy Speedway. It's still the same thing, just a new name. Instead of Grand Prix Raceway, we have Tomorrow Indy Speedway. We still go through Space Mountain. We come out the other side. We still go around Carousel of Progress. But when we enter into that tunnel, we now see um, the hair salon. Well, and is this also the time when when Space Mountain kind of built a tunnel rather than um, going through? You know what I'm? Do you know what I'm saying? No. Because before it was just like you went through Space Mountain and you were in the roller coaster and everything now there's a oh i see what you're saying a wall yes so by this point yeah by this point um and i don't remember when it was i think maybe in in the 80s they were doing the refurbishment a big refurbishment of space mountain that's a good point if we step back to to pre-94 and perhaps even in the 80s when you were when you were in the people mover going through 
Space, Space Mountain. Mountain. You now we know that you know you go through and you see it's like that a dark tunnel. It's a dark tunnel, and you you know you see the uh, the ride cards going up the the hill, ready to go down, and then we just go through a tunnel, and it says Starport seven five, I think mm-hmm. seven yeah. five, yeah, and then and then you go around, and then you you see the actual. You're behind the plexiglass, and you can actually see Space Mountain, right. Prior to that, you would go through, and instead of that little dark tunnel, you were actually you were actually Space looking Mountain. over the queue to the, the boarding area for Space Mountain. And um, what's interesting is right now, if you can imagine being in line for Space Mountain, you finally make it up all the way in, and you're about to get on. And there's that there's the track, there's the the ride operators, and a wall back behind them. That wall was there. However, that wall didn't uh, terminate in a ceiling above them. Right. It was actually it was just, just open open space where the the corridor kind of well where the whole uh, uh, roller coaster was back behind that wall. So when you're going through on People Mover and you're looking down into the when you're looking down into the uh, queue area, uh, you can actually look over that wall and see the entirety of of Space Mountain as well. I think that was cool. I would have loved to have seen that. I I like that, I think, a little bit more. I bet it was noisy in there, though. Oh, I'm sure. But, um, so, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, back to 97, um, you would have... um, Come in now. There, so so as you come around uh, Carousel of Progress, you go into that tunnel and you see. Then now to your right, you see uh, that hair salon, that person getting their hair done in five right. minutes or whatever. Uh, and then um, you would have seen Delta Dream Flight. Is still if you had wings, but now it's Delta Dream Flight. Shout out to Delta. We're in Atlanta. Uh, and then Delta. as you as you go around. Uh, then instead of the um, uh, magic carpet around the world or America the Beautiful, you would see an attraction called the Timekeeper, which is still uh, an attraction of um, in the round, but uh, it's just a different film. Okay, so that brings us then to 2009, where it's pretty much, you know, it's now called the Tomorrowland uh, Transit Authority People Mover, exactly what it is now. Uh, and it's, we have this new narrator, BJ Ward. Y'all heard what he sounded like last week. And it's more or less what we see today. Uh, and at one point, of course, it would have included Stitch's Great Escape, but no longer. And uh, we don't even get that that uh, narration about it, about even the, the character uh, meet and greet. And no, no little Stitch so. weird laughter. I don't think so. Yeah. There you go. That was free. (laughs) Okay. So that is the history of the people mover. So next time you're uh, on the people mover, just uh, look around and pretend that you're in 1975 or in 1985 or 1995. Oh, wow. That was like every... Yeah. That was every 10 years. If I was in 1975, I'd literally be a newborn baby. Yeah. Yeah. You would have been a month old Mm -hmm. in in July of of 1975. Uh, Okay. Now, real quick before we we wrap it up, let's just... the, The great thing about People Mover is 
you're going around and you're not only going in and out of these buildings and you know there's these special little hidden way things but also you get to look down and you get to get a different view of Tomorrowland and there's different things around Tomorrowland that are super interesting but when you're rushing from ride to ride, maybe you don't notice them. Don't notice them, or maybe you're like us. Uh, you've gone so many times that maybe you're not even really thinking about these little details anymore. Or you've you've noticed them, but then you forget about them. Uh, so we want to talk about just a few things around Tomorrowland that that are pretty interesting and that are worth taking a look at. Uh, things that you probably noticed, but perhaps. Um, just pass right by. I think the biggest thing is what that I think of is that is that Kugel ball. Kugel ball. Kugel ball. I didn't know it was called a Kugel ball. It's called a Kugel ball, and that is a thing that exists in real life, and it's basically a giant. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying it's not exclusive. <laughs> they didn't invent uh, this thing. It's not like a, a brainchild of, oh, uh, of, okay. of Disney. This is a real thing. <laughs> All the things we're going to be so saying are this real is, things. <laughs> this is outside of, what would you say? This is outside of Star Traders. It's probably the best place to, to mm, place this. I kind of put it out in front of um, Rocket Tower and Buzz Lightyear. Because it's kind of out there in the middle. Yeah, it is, but it's. I think it's on yeah, the side it's by of Star Traders. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's definitely in Rockatara Plaza, but just on the on the other Rocketara side. Plaza. I can never remember where it is, so I'm not the one. To this ask. is that giant granite ball that weighs over six tons, and essentially it that's is a lot of elephants. It is. That's exactly what I think of. <laughs> is it real? Why, why is that? <laughs> I think that's how we learned what a ton was in school. Was just an elephant? All elephants weigh 2,000 pounds? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so here, here's what's really cool, is that that thing is actually on just a, the slightest amount of water. Really? Yeah. Basically, for these things to work, that ball has to be a perfect sphere, and the base that it sits on has to be a perfectly concave thing that you know that matches mm -hmm. that that perfect sphere and and so when you have that sitting on there just the tiniest um layer of water is enough to keep that from from uh from sinking down on it for whatever reason hmm. science at work there now here's what i couldn't find out surface tension that's what okay. it is surface tension I think. Wow. <laughs> oh. Let me affirm that I think you know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Thanks. <honey. laughs> um, I I would love to know because I couldn't find this out. So if you know, let us know. And that is, what is the pattern on there? Is that a star pattern? Is th those constellations? There are etchings around it and yeah. over the top, which it's clearly not a map. I mean, like a world map. Right. Right. It could be a star I map. Mean, it could be other maps. Right. But uh, so that's kind of cool. Then wh what about those big metal palm trees? Yeah, I, I'm mixed on the metal palm trees. Okay. Because I really like the um, the really manicured junipers or whatever those are. That are I love that look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, then yeah. you stick these metal palm trees in there. I just feel like, oh. Mm. It is a very, you're, you're right. Those the real plants there and the way they're manicured, it's very mid-century. I love it. It's very like bef before we 
can invent plants, you know, we made out of make metal. Them look like let's just make the ones we have look spacey. Yeah. That's what's cool. So I read on the internet once that the palm trees um, during the day they close up and then at night they open up and then they, they act as like a light source. But I have never <laughs> seen that happen and that's probably the only reason why I could probably see it go. If they got it to work, awesome. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, right. I've I've read that too, but I've never felt like I've actually seen that in action. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. They like, probably I've seen a do. Photo like, they, of it, but I just have not seen it in because I feel like it's just been the same. Like one is kind of like open, and the other one's like kind of closing or something. Maybe, I yeah. I mean, I appreciate the technology. I appreciate that it has solar panels in it, all of those things. But it just feels so stark next to all of the real plants yeah. that are throughout. I mean, they're fun land. and they are beautiful at night. I think. If, okay. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I could see them going because of the whole, like, kind of pearly look they're bringing in. Yeah. And it just doesn't, it doesn't go anymore. Yeah. Well, let us know what you think. Hashtag Disney palm trees. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hold on. We'll need to write that down. <laughs> so here's, here's one that I had to include because I like it so much. However, I don't like it enough to have, um, experienced it in the last two years so i don't know if it's still there because i know they're taking (laughs) stuff out because uh, one of the things i thought of was the the claw kiosk where they said and that's gone and that is gone yeah Mm -hmm. i think this is still there but i may not be right outside of the uh it's actually kind of in the seating area of the the lunching pad they're at the Mm -hmm. bottom level of rocket tower plaza Mm -hmm. um there is the metro phone and this is where you can make free intergalactic calls. It is an actual pay phone, but it's very steampunk, cartoony so is looking. It a, you can make free intergalactic phone Well, you punch calls, numbers and you, is it a pay phone? No, it's not a real phone. You punch in numbers okay. and then you get like different messages coming back to you and you can listen to things. Um, so kind of like uh, the phone boxes in Main Street. At that. No, I'm uh, in Epcot. The red phone boxes oh. in Epcot. So in that's UK. different, though, because somebody would call there. This is they a mystery to, to me. Was Mary Poppins called me once, and that has never happened again. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. I remember Ooh. that. That happened to you twice, actually. Oh, I only it? remember Ooh. happening once on my seventh birthday. It's, so the UK Pavilion in Epcot. Uh, has phone boxes. Has the red phone boxes, the phone booths, and... Uh, it was ringing and Fiona picked up and it was Mary Poppins. And I don't know if it was pre-recorded, but I kind of remember like having like a short little conversation. Like, I don't know if they predicted what I was going to say or if they had like <laughs> recordings on like, if they say this, this is what you'd say next. You or know? if it was just a live person yeah, who was I sitting would've. up in the window <laughs> staring down at you. That's also yeah. a possibility. <laughs> anyway, so the Metro phone, if it's still there, uh, let us know. Hashtag Metro phone. but we'll find out next week (laughs) that's true we will you know what we're going to report on make an intergalactic call let you know how it goes we we will report on the metro phone (laughs) next week uh okay then 
not finally, maybe finally, nope, not finally, but uh, two more things, robo news, when you're standing in line for people yes, mover. I do remember that, that is one. there. So I've always liked this, but I always felt like it was leftover from something just because it was just a thing. It seems like it's left over from that whole red line part of the, it, of yeah, the ride. It, it, from that bigger kind of all in, uh, you know, it's, it's part of the details of the, of the Tomorrowland city or whatever. Uh, because it, it's called Robo News. It's, it's this robot figure standing there. He actually looks super sad. Um, and he's got a typewriter in his chest, so it's kind of like a throwback. To, that's part of the steampunk turn of the century thing. But it's instant news; it can sit there and, and type, type away, type out the news for you and give it to you. Uh, I don't know if I'd be sad if I had a typewriter in my chest. Whoa, that's what? Kind of cool. Wow. I feel like it would hurt. Huh? I feel like it would hurt to have a typewriter. I mean, were you born with it, or did it like? I don't, I don't know, know, guys. I mean, that's I've... a weird conversation. <laughs> Save it for Guillermo del Toro. That just feels like something from one of his movies. <laughs> the lady with the typewriter in her chest. <laughs> uh, but um, it used to. Now, so now when you look down, it has like this clear panel in the front of it, and you can see it says Stitch, Stitch Escapes. And it's like the headlines. Oh, <laughs> Well, no, I say no because they're going to have to get rid of that. All right. Uh, well, what I said before, it had news about the uh, extra terror, terrestrial uh, attraction. Encounter. That alien encounter. Yeah, thing. so that was part of that before. Uh, and then finally, the last thing I want to talk about is Sunny Eclipse. Oh, Sunny Eclipse. I love and I hate this thing personally speaking oh that little dinosaur guy yeah so it's an it's, alien, it's an alien oh, but it does look me. like it, it does kind of have dinosaur type features uh when you go into uh the starlight, starlight cafe, cafe and there's a big giant uh seating area that feels like it might have used to be outdoors at one point but probably Maybe. not no. it's just kind of more of a um, i remember watching the uh the opening day like thing they showed on the Disney Channel with you, Dad, and mm-hmm. I remember the Osmonds performing inside on that stage. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. That's funny. If anybody can confirm that, let us know. Hashtag I mean, I think Osmonds. Osmonds. Hashtag Disney Osmonds. <laughs> Disney Donnie. Disney. <laughs> um. What else? Oh, yeah, some quick facts I was able to find. He's playing an astro organ. Ooh. Yeah, that's impressive. He's <laughs> from the planet Zork. Mm. That, that was called in. Uh, you feel that's, like they called that, that planet was, name that in? That was filmed I, in, definitely. Yeah, I feel like that's like Hanna-Barbera level uh, naming there. Planet yeah. Zork. Uh, it's like, he, what's that show we used to like? Quick, Mork we need, and Mindy. Let's call it oh, Zork. Zork. <laughs> quick, we need a planet name. Uh, how about Zork? <laughs> Zork? I mean, Mork was from Ork. What if we make him from Zork? <laughs> he plays songs <laughs> called Planetary Boogie, oh. Bright Little Star, oh, Space no. Angels, and Gravity Blues. I kind of feel like Bright Little Star needs to go with If You Had Wings. <laughs> <laughs> and Tomorrow's Child. <laughs> um, of course, you know, he likes corny jokes, like a lot of things at Disney, which... Uh, which you enjoy. I, and, I enjoy and I kind of those feel things like that make he, you groan. Oh, excuse me. 
that he uh, pauses for response, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He pauses it's, it's for a response, weird. and he talks to these invisible backup singers called space, space angels. angels. Yes. And uh, it's weird. If you have wings. Space angels. Bright little stars. All right. So enough of ripping on I mean, this stuff on. that people I gotta love. I got to say something real quick. <laughs> I think I'd enjoy him more if I could hear him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's so quiet. And yeah. then other people are talking. <gasps> other thing. Liam. Liam. Oh, okay. Liam. Hold on. Hold on. Liam, Liam, Liam has Liam something moment. to say. <laughs> Liam collects stickers. Yes. And if you ask uh, one of the cast members in the restaurant, you can get... A sticker with uh, what's his name? Sunny, Sunny Eclipse. Eclipse. Sunny Eclipse's face on it, and it—it's a cute sticker. It is it a cute is. sticker, it's, but I it's like a that rare one. one. This you, is a, you have to. This is a in the is, know. You can only find it here, and they have to have them at that time. Uh, what happens where where I started seeing them is when they shut down. Or they were doing all that construction out front, and it looked like they were closed. Right. So somebody mm-hmm. somebody there was standing with a roll of stickers. With a roll of stickers, and, and we were thrilled. Liam, collect. We we will. You know what? Let's get into the sticker story next week for okay. sure, because Liam even has his own Instagram account because he he collects and has a very unique way of displaying these stickers while we're in the park. We will share that with you next week for sure. Uh, all right. So uh, that's pretty much it. I think that's all that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm. I will say this. I'm very excited about what's coming in the future for, uh, Tomorrowland. for Tomorrowland. Of course, we're getting that that Tron coaster. We don't know if it's going to be called Tron Light Cycle Power Run like it is in Shanghai, but we are. We it's been confirmed that Hopeful. we are. I mean, we know that it is that attraction, though. It's coming. We just don't know what it's. We've called. seen the concept art. We've seen it sitting there next to Space Mountain on the other side of the Tomorrowland Speedway. It is for sure this coaster Mm -hmm. what it will be called we do not know how it will affect our shortcut between tomorrowland and storybook circus we do not know but we are very excited to to see that that might be happening that that will be happening and maybe changes to to people mover an update could be coming they're they're changing the um they're changing the color scheme mm. they're they seem to be well we've seen that happening over the mm-hmm, last few mm-hmm. years uh we've that seen them really like the pearly yeah um the purple wall they added that like triangle like geometric yep design the, uh, uh, a fade type joffrey's uh that joffrey's coffee stand that they built has that old uh, the the original people or the original Tomorrowland signs they mm-hmm. just removed that kind of outcrop uh, in front of uh, in front of Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor and they just replaced it with an old school sign as well. So between now and Disney's fiftieth uh, in nine, in um, twenty twenty one, will they be getting rid of the steampunk? Uh, look me personally as somebody who was around prior to that in Disneyland I would say I'd be happy with that but I know there are a lot of people that think this is the best Tomorrowland ever is the steampunk and and I respect that I would I would say to those people you gotta check out um Disneyland Paris Paris, because the way that they do steampunk compared to the way that Disney World does steampunk. Discovery is like Land is not as cartoony, and maybe different. that's where they're going with it. Yeah, maybe they're maybe they're just going to tone back the kind of monsters and aliens or a buzz all about mm-hmm. the city, and maybe it's just going to be 
yeah, a little more dialed back. But I like that. It gives it like a. I know, and that's part flair. of like that's what you remember about it. Mm-hmm. You you first went to Disneyland in two thousand six, <laughs> maybe seven, and uh, and yeah, Tomorrowland had already changed at that point, and and certainly the whole time you've been coming to Disney World, it's it, you've only known this. Mm-hmm. So the and 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 as the as your dad. I have an emotional connection to the current incarnation of Tomorrowland because that is something that you enjoy and something that, that you know and enjoy. So, yeah, I think it's cool uh, that there are changes coming uh, because I know that they're not going to take a jackhammer to the whole thing. They're just going to make some some really good changes. So, uh, before we go, Fiona, why don't you reiterate our announcement? Give us some social info Let's get out of here. Okay, well, our announcement is we'll be releasing a special IRL uh, episode next week. Whoop! Tune in for that. We're excited. We don't know all the logistics, but we promise it will be as... We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We do that. We're done. I'm an audio guy, so (laughs) it'll Um, sound good. (laughs) And you can reach us on our Instagram, which is Ride Through Pavilion, our Twitter, which is Ride Through Pod, um, and also our Pinterest, which I believe is Ride Through Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Also, um, we got some hashtags in this episode, which are hashtag Disney Palm Trees and hashtag <laughs> Disney Metro Phone. Uh, and hashtag Disney Donnie. Uh, Donnie. Uh, Osmond, Disney Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Disney Osmond's has, hashtag um, Disney Donnie. And if your podcast app allows you to review, uh, Give us a review. We really would enjoy your feedback. It will tell us in the future what we need to different or what we need to keep the same. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. All right. Hey, let's not uh, wait any further. We got dinner waiting for us, so we got to go. We got to get out of (laughs) here. So we've got another great ride through episode coming up next week. You will not want, not next week, the following week. Mm -hmm. And you will not want to miss that. We promise it's actually going to be a little sentimental for Fiona. Mm -hmm. It's going to be about. You probably know by that little hint there what it is. (laughs) We'll, we'll, We'll say this. Uh, once one every once in a while we like to do an extinct attraction ride through and that will be happening so and then my voice will get really deep oh <laughs> nice hey okay well listen on behalf of liam and myself i am jeremy i'm amy i'm fiona and we will see you next week on a irl irl episode of, <laughs> oh boy bye bye, bye. 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 bye.